Hey, everybody, in this episode of Box Office Breakdown, Hotel Transylvania 3 takes a huge bite out of the box office while Dwayne Johnson struggles to number three. We'll break down everything and more next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, Neil Plumley with the Shooter McGavin on this episode of Box Office Breakdown. There you go. Uh, of course, folks, this is the show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we... About the box nice. office that lie ahead. We had some trouble last week without you, Carrie. I know. I missed y'all. That's not true. I uh, did. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Carrie Lane. I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez. And I'm Neil Plumley. And of course, making us look good and sound even better is Anthony in the booth. That's me. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> always got to struggle to get to uh, I'm unmuting myself. No, that's all right. Uh-huh. And as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up or two or three, four, five, six, seven, eight. As many thumbs up as you can imagine. And if you're watching this after we stream live, stream live, you know, Carrie, what can they do? Y'all can comment down below. But if you're watching this live right now, hop in the chat. Feel free to share your thoughts about anything movie-related that you maybe seen something you've seen this past weekend or just anything that we happen to talk about during the course of the show. Chat with us. Chat. We mm-hmm. want to hear your Please. thoughts. Uh, and, you know, speaking of that, we'll jump right into it. Ooh, let's, let's and look do back that. At the, I'm excited. <laughs> yes. Uh, and there's a reason why Amy Cassandra Martinez is so excited. Mm-hmm. About this is uh, we're gonna look back at this week's top five coming in at number one, uh, a movie that I thought was eh, it's fine, Hotel Transylvania three, uh, Summer it's Vacation. Fine. It's how, fine. How does it relate to one and two then? Like, is it downward, upward, or like a the, dip? A lateral move? Yeah, this is yeah, the first one that like, wasn't written by diagonal. Uh, yeah. Robert Smigel and okay. Adam Sandler. It was written by Kenny, oh, whatever his his cool last name, Tedadovsky or what. I thought you were going to say Kenny Chesney. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny, yeah, Kenny <laughs> Chesney. That's a cool last name. Uh, it's, it's a lot of country in this film. <laughs> a little rock and roll. But, uh, so it's, it's fine. It's just, it's just fine. It's just fine. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it came in. It did uh, gangbusters at the box office. $44.1 million. That's right, Frank. Family film franchise. Yes. Uh, and it was also the subject of this week's box office bet, or excuse me, last week's box office bet. To find out the results of that, let's throw it over to Neil Plumley at the box office bet table. Thanks, Frank. We join you here at the box office bet table. I'm Neil Plumley. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> As you just heard, uh, Hotel Transylvania 2 did $44.1 million this past weekend, which is very good. Good job, Hotel Transylvania 2. Uh, our bets were as follows. The highest number that came in was from the person to my right, camera left, Amy Cassandra MTZ Martinez, with 49 <laughs> million dollars. Congratulations. Ooh. Thank you. Thank you so much. It is great. You're, I know you're very worried about having to go see this movie and yep. now uh, you don't have to. You're not the first away. I know. So you can rest easy. Good job. Uh, yeah. Look how cocky she is right now when last week she was freaking that she oh. went so big on that prediction. Shaking in her Heck, seat. You were. This morning I was still a little concerned. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all, it's, everything's fine now. I'm I liked happy. your Twitter reply of the smile face. The most perfect use of that I Well, that ever. looks like you even. Mm. Like that. Mm. <laughs> Go look on our Twitter and that's yes. It is. Next up in our lineup comes myself. Actually, I bet forty-two million dollars. Mm-hmm. Just a good 
$2.1 million off, which makes me Good the job. prognosticator of prognosticators. Look at you. You're the winner. Look at you go. I won. Look at I you go. Yeah. I don't know what to say. I wasn't prepared for this. Blushing. Gosh. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone. I have a speech prepared for later. <laughs> Next up, we have Frank Moran, who bet $38 million. Congratulations, Frank. Oh, hey, Frank. all right. That, I, I'm okay. I forgot. I immediately forgotten what I bet after I, <laughs> I made that bet. I don't remember. Yeah. And uh, sadly, there had to be someone who was furthest away last yeah. week, and that was Tony B. Tony underscore. He bet $35 million. Still very close, but not close enough to beat out Frank. Oh! Anthony, how excited are you to go see this movie? I cannot believe I have the pleasure to go watch this film. Hey, it's horror-related. That's the only saving grace it's that I can see. It's spooky scary. No, it's yeah. spooky. It's too spooky. It's spooky. That's right. Yeah. Oh, look at that. And that's the whole breakdown, Frank, of our box office bet from this past weekend. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, fantastic. Ooh. Another excellent job, Neil Plumley. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> I'm loving these songs. Let me lay it down for you. Okay. <laughs> but you know, if your folks are saying, my gosh, that box office was so much fun, don't worry. We're going to do another one at the end of the show, and you will get be able to have a chance to get involved and choose the film that we're going to bet on. Details to follow. But coming in number two on the box office this week, Ant-Man and the Wasp Whee! from Disney. Another $28.8 million, a 62% drop. Neil Plumley, womp womp. very worried about this drop. Yeah, Why? oh man, that's a, that's, a, that's a steep drop. That's a real big second week drop. That's a Batman vs. Superman drop. No. Yet, if you compare those two films, Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, does... Supremely better. Correct. Uh, both uh, critically and just uh, from filmgoers, a much better reviewed show uh, mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. than Batman v. Superman. So right. what do you think led to the 62% drop? You know, Frank, uh, I'm not sure. I think maybe uh, Ant-Man, you know, isn't quite as... I mean, it's, it's supposed to be fun, you know, and it is. It's supposed to be just a fun movie, but it doesn't really... It doesn't really. It's not supposed to have a lot of like lasting consequences in the Marvel universe. At least, I mean, the first one didn't. This one kind of didn't until you know some of the sub credit scenes that you see at the end. Um, but the only reason that those were there were because of the Infinity War. So it doesn't organically really do anything that has like a huge lasting effect on the MCU. Um, so maybe viewers might think that that's a little bit less interesting. You might not have to go see it. Because it's not like, you know, Captain America, or, you know, it's not like Black Panther, it's not like these big tent pole. I mean, they're all supposed to be tent poles, but I mean, it kind of seems like the, the runt of the group. Smaller. Yeah, it was for the first, the first go around, it was definitely a lot smaller than some of the other Marvel movies that are coming around around, out around the same time. A lot of people attributed that with the whole uh, production quarrels that they're having with Edgar Wright leaving, and a lot of, like, a lot of differences that they're having. Um, but now it seems like it might not be that, it might just be... People not really all that interested in Ant-Man. I wasn't too worried about its initial box office uh, debut last week. I thought those numbers were pretty good. I would have liked to see them a little bit higher. Um, Sub-100 isn't really something that we've seen since, what, Thor 2? The Dark World? Was Sub-100? 
I think that was may, that may have been one of the last ones. Don't quote me on that. I'm just I think I'm ballparking. Go ahead and quote him. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and well, I was going to make me, the chat bigger, and they they'll they'll chime in right away and let <laughs> yeah. us know. Um, but it's not necessarily a problem because, of course, um, uh, Thor Ragnarok came out with you know mm-hmm. an incredible display uh, last last fall. And Neil loves that film. I don't like it. I don't love it at all. But I understand why people do. You said you were getting the red scar, uh, red paint yeah, tattooed on your face. That was going to be your first face tattoo. Okay, Frank, that was a secret. That was supposed to be kept. You told me. Oh, How did you told? He told you. He told me. Sorry. <laughs> so loose lips. <laughs> um, but the second week drop is kind of concerning. I'm not really quite sure what to make of it. I wasn't really seeing it coming, so I wasn't you know prepared to look out for it. it just sort of hit us like a a 62 percent you know boat. What do you think this uh, bodes in terms of a Ant-Man on the Wasp uh, 3? I'm not so sure. I mean, the production slate seems pretty rigid right now. I mean, they, they have it all planned out. They have a Wasp solo uh, that I think has been announced. Um, and those things tend to not change. They tend to change like slightly their like release windows, but they don't tend to change like the movies themselves. They don't just, all right, we're taking that out and we're going to put something else in. Once they announce it already, they follow through with it. So I'm not that worried with the continuation of the franchise. I'm kind of worried um, I'm kind of worried about them introducing like more silly characters. I think that Marvel mm. could do for more a little bit more silliness. I like having fun characters. Um, I think Ant-Man and his whole team is a lot of fun to like be around and play with. I felt like this one I felt like well I felt like the appeal of the first one was that it was more of a heist film. And those are always fun to see. And that's mainly because that was Edgar Wright's script that he wrote. That was a heist movie. Uh, of course, he left there and took a lot of his ideas and went and did Baby Driver, which was fantastic. But mm. the second one was just sort of like a movie. You know what I mean? Do you see Ant-Man and the Wasp? It could go for much the uh, maybe just the team-up, where it's going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp and other superhero that we've seen before to kind of maybe bolster it up to make it a much more appealing an enticing package. You think it means so not really like a their title film, but like they join another title? Is that what you're saying? Or, or even just another character they drop in. Imagine if they, for an example, they drop in like a Doctor Strange. That's Strange and Ant Man. Not saying that that, but if they did it where they brought in another character that's more been more recently introduced. So Doctor Strange, you know, fine film, but didn't, you know, nobody's really clamoring for a sequel. Right. What if they slammed all three of them together and they did a film? Would that entice you more to go see it? Probably not. Okay. Probably not. I, I mean, I just I, I I dig Paul Rudd and I like the humor that he brings to it. I really like Evangeline Lilly. Her action scenes were insane, mm-hmm. and I just wanted more of that. Um, I, th- I just think maybe this film uh, was just lacking in some like the standard places that like action superhero movies can lack in. Like the fight choreography was good, but we just needed to see more of it while mm-hmm. they were fighting. Like they fought like really quick, and then it was sort of like done for a while, and then they're driving, and it's like, okay, what are we doing? Um, Though the car bits were so fun, especially when they get small and it's like, Zzzz. yeah. <laughs> and then that's the comedy of it. Yeah, stuff like that's a lot of fun. Uh, like you mentioned last week, Frank, the villain, or more like adversary, was uh, a little, a li- not very sure-footed. Um, could have been a little bit more rock solid in in, in what their motivation was, um, at least to their own self, so that we could feel it a little bit stronger. Um, there's just you know just things like that where like a slip here and a slip there might not be a big problem but when it's like five or six things that are sort of subpar it comes out sort of like a medium-ish movie yeah alright well we'll keep an eye on it yes Carrie I was going to say I wasn't here so I didn't get to chime in that I hadn't seen it yet but I liked it I thought it was very fun and yeah it's in the more comedic side 
Um, someone, uh, Zias Billy was saying, he was agreeing with you, Neil, and afraid of them going way too Ragnarok and Guardians for every single film. But I feel mm-hmm. Guardians is like kind of comedic. Ragnarok had comedy too. But Ant-Man's a different kind of comedy because it's more Paul Rudd's comedy a little bit and then some of the um, side people and how they interact with him. Fight scenes were awesome and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the visual co- comedy, too, of, like, things being small or not. Like, I-, I feel they utilize that really well in this one. Of They knew how to fight. They knew how to use their gear. So it's it's a fun one. that, it, But it might not be everybody's cup of tea that maybe they want the darker, more serious mm-hmm. superhero. But this is more refreshing because it's right. a comic booky, mm-hmm. very playful and fun movie. But, yeah, the stakes are not quite as... Right. It's the end of the world. No, it's a little more small. But then that's fine. It's just a different kind of movie. I'll, I'll compare it like this if I can. Um, since they brought up uh, Guardians and uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, the Ant-Man included, those movies and franchises have a lot, of, a lot of humor in them. They're mostly based on humor, some people would say. A lot of fun and like a lot of really good jokes. People come out of Guardians and they're like, oh man, the stuff that Drax did was hilarious. And they're right. And it should be that way. But the, the thing that Guardians does that I think um, the first Ant-Man touched on a little bit but kind of couldn't because it was an introductory movie. But the second one definitely failed on and Thor Ragnarok failed on. The Guardians movies tend to have very funny moments but also very heartfelt, serious, like sort of in your core moments with some of the characters. Guardians uh, 2 it was all the, the whole arc with Yondu. That was very touching and very moving, including like the end when the other Reavers came out and they're like celebrating his life. That was all really good, and it and it, and, and it was something that they've they worked on like as an arc through the two movies, it's sort of like to build him up as like sort of like an antihero, but something that you like you feel for. And so, it, in Guardians One, if you would have told me, oh well, wait till Guardians Two, you're going to be sad with something that happens to Yondu, I'm going to be like, no, I'm not. Yondu's you know, a jerk. Very true. But they definitely use their version of storytelling, including with all the jokes and everything, to paint a very heartfelt picture. And that's something that Thor Ragnarok missed entirely. Mm. And that's something that, I sad to say, Ant-Man and the Wasp only barely touched on with a heartfelt scene with his uh, daughter mm-hmm. near, like, yeah. the beginning of the third act of the film. Yeah, yeah but th- then it was nice at the moment where it was comedy and heartfelt, where we'll just say it was a channeling moment. Mm-hmm. And that was funny and heartfelt because, yeah. like you, I felt it played so well because you're like, yeah, that totally is what it is right now. Yeah. But then it's kind of funny, and that's that's what Ammon has. It has that more like comedy, yeah. a little bit of heart, but no, it doesn't have the deep heartfelt moments. But that's it's nice to have variety. We don't right. want everyone every film to be the same. Yeah, it is. It is. It is like that. I just wish the the heartfelt moments weren't such like a facade of a heartfelt scene. Yeah. And then when the scene ends, it's like, well, that's over. <laughs> that's all. Coming in at number three at the box office this week, Skyscraper, another new entry from Dwayne Johnson from Universal, $25.4 million. Probably one of the lower, if not the lowest, kind of opening weekend for Dwayne Johnson in quite some time. Now, Frank, is it telling that Ant-Man had such a massive drop and still came out ahead in its second week than Skyscraper's initial release? I, and deservingly so, because Skyscraper is a dull movie. Oof. It is, mm. It's just... Really? It is, it is... I never thought I'd go walk away from a, a, a Dwayne Johnson film and say, yeah, it was boring. Even if the story's kind of contrived, he still delivers on the action, and this is just 
dull from beginning to end. Oof. It's so, I mean, of course, even if you've seen the trailers, it does seem like a, a very contrived uh, kind of knockoff of Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is. I mean, I've been saying that for weeks. Yes. Even to the, <laughs> to the uh, not really big spoilers, guys. At the end of the movie, when Dwayne Johnson comes out of everything, uh, he ends up having this quick meeting with the cop, kind of basically a play off the, the Die Hard meeting at the end. But mm. he never once has any interactions with this cop through the course of the movie. So when they have that scene, he goes, it's great to finally meet you. Uh, as the audience, it even like feels like Dwayne Johnson in that scene's going, who are you? <laughs> I have no idea who you are. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that, that, mo- that moment lands. It's a thud. Oh, You're like, no. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> you, know, you never once talked to him. So we don't care that you've actually met him. It's That's weird. Uh, it is just so dull. And it's Are all the exciting parts in the trailer pretty much? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. It's. I feel like it's tough for with Bruce Willis when he's with Die Hard, uh, putting him in that situation. I, 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 he's not a really buff, muscular guy, Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. So when he's put in the situation, you're like, "Wow, how's he going to get out of this?" Because this is not like a big macho Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. Stallone type of character. The Rock very much in the Schwarzenegger Stallone mm-hmm. type of vein, and even giving him the idea of like he's got a prosthetic leg. It's still like in these fight scenes, you're waiting. To see Dwayne, you don't feel like Dwayne Johnson can't take care of himself, but you, which is so, it, it, it kind of takes away from the stakes of those scenes. But then you never really get to see really awesome fight scenes either. So you never get to see Dwayne Johnson just doing what he is best at, which is entertaining audiences with some cool action. Right. So it's just a, it's it both it's both dull and frustrating at the same time. Uh, that's not a good combo. John Harrison in the chat. Um, it's kind of echoing that in a different vein. Uh, skyscraper was kind of fun, but the fact that the whole place. Uh, the whole place feels like a set takes you out of it. Die Hard was filmed in a real building. Did you feel that when you were watching it that it felt like sets? Yeah, I mean it does because you never really you, you don't get much geography of the mm, building. Mm-hmm, you I mm-hmm. mean you get the the nice big outside and you get like schematics of the building floors and stuff to understand where some people are going into relation. Yeah, but you never really spend a lot of time in these locations. Mm. Even like the only time you really spend a little bit of time in some of them is when everything's on fire in this building. Mm. So you never really get a sense of like the majesty of these buildings. It's just it's just a letdown. Yeah. And it's just a, it's a lot of we're in stairwells or we're in like, you know, places that just aren't really polished inside pieces like kind of backstage areas of this building. Mm. So you never really get to see much. It's the villains are, you know, unremarkable. You have no Alan Rickman type character. Right. So nothing makes it worse than if you're going to knock off Die Hard but yet not have a really compelling villain. To, to, no Hans Gruber. Yeah, you don't have that. So you know, this guy is just underwhelming, to say the least. Yeah, and, you know, uh, it's just the lack of really cool action sequences was surprising, and some of the editing. There, one character gets disposed of, and it's 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 edited in such a way that you don't really even see get the payoff of it. It's built up to like, all right, this guy's gonna get taken out uh, right when he's about to maybe knock out the good guy, but it's edited in such a way you're like, oh, all right, I, I guess he fell off here. Cool. All right, it's. Mm. Uh, it is. It's not. It's not like a terrible movie. You're not like hate watching it, but you're just watching it and you're going, "Boy, this is really dull. Wow. This is just hmm. not fun whatsoever." And it's it's disappointing. I never thought I would uh, feel that way coming out of a Dwayne Johnson film. What would you rate it? Uh, I mean, like I'd have to give it like a one if it was terrible for like a plot as well. I mean, the plot's derivative, but it's not horrible. It's just dull. Yeah. So I, I give it. I give it. I I'd actually probably just give it a half star for that one and a half stars. 
out of, out of four. Ooh. Out of yeah, out of twenty. <laughs> it's just it's just dull. Um, yeah, you, let it come to you. Do not waste time. Even as a summer popcorn flick, it's still not even worth that. You're gonna it? find more escapist fare elsewhere this summer. Was it better than Rampage? Yeah, no. I mean, Rampage is Rampage is dumb fun. Okay. Where I get it. So yeah. it's it's you get to see the spec because it pays off the yeah. the concept. You want to see yeah. big dumb animals smash up a bunch of stuff, right. and it right. does that. It gives you what you want. Yeah. This sets up like a imagine seeing Die Hard, but there's really no action, and the action that is there is just really dull. Bummer. So would you say uh, you would encourage people just to stay home and watch Die Hard? <laughs> that is, yeah, <laughs> watch all the Die Hard films because uh, any of those are better than this one. Uh, what, oh, Die Hard? maybe that, that uh, oh, Die Hard Five over there in Russia? Mm, no, 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 uh, that's not. That's that. Okay, don't watch that one. That's a terrible movie. I I <laughs> um. Tony, can we scroll back up in the chat before we get on to the next segment? Someone uh, had a good point on uh, movie drops. Ken Jack in the chat set points out Deadpool had a 65% drop. Solo had 65 drop. Jurassic World, 58. Incredibles, 56. There are too many big movies coming out week after week. If you don't see it opening weekend, then um, there is something else to see. So, yeah. The That's edit. very true, Ken Jack, but yeah. all those movies had each other that they were competing with mostly yeah they had other giant movies with um with ant-man and the wasp they've just had hotel transylvania 2 or 3 and skyscraper which didn't do all that great they i mean they did they did great i mean well hotel transylvania 3 did pretty great for what it was mm-hmm. skyscraper uh, did not do good at all so it's kind of a big 60 almost 63 percent drop from ant-man as a marvel movie from the second week coming in with sort of mediocre competition mm-hmm. that's kind of a that's like a big deal I wonder like what was the box office like a year ago today you know this is we're after the 4th of July but like school hasn't started yet maybe people are going on vacations like longer term vacations and they're just not wanting to go to the movies they already saw Avengers Infinity War and they're like check okay maybe this whole week was a 12.9% drop from the week before hmm but we've got uh, in a couple of weeks we've got the you know Mission Impossible. So if you're not making you're not changing your life to make sure you're going to see that movie, then you got to get your priorities straight. Because really? yes, as Neil Neil, please once again demonstrate loading Amy. your arm guns. Really? Cock those. Gotta reload. Oh, gotta reload your arms. not excited for the Mission Impossible. <laughs> doesn't really wow. care. Have you seen any of all of? I haven't any? seen all. I've seen the first one. And I was like, that's cool. That stressed me out. There's so the, much the odd, different. The odd numbered ones. No, but you can still ones. like judge a trailer yeah. and what they gave you. And when they freaking show the freaking trailer so many freaking times. Fair enough. And you start Touché. remembering what they're going to say, when they're going to say it. Yes. That's one of you, my favorite trailers, by the way. It's a good uh, trailer. It's it's a fantastic well, trailer. Well, the thing that's for if since you haven't seen all of them, yeah. something already going into it and anybody else chime in if you feel the same way. I am excited that he's failing in some of the things because he's been so good. I'm like, but he's getting older. I don't want him mm-hmm. to be perfect. So like when you first saw the attempt and fail, you're kind of like, "Oh, cuz then it makes it more real instead of like, I am perfect and I did everything just yeah. right." But I don't know if you have that payoff if you haven't watched The Journey. Yeah, I like what they're doing for the press tour. <laughs> Henry Cavill, like, did you guys see the whole article with him just talking to Instagram? Like, his Insta stories were all, hey, guys, I'm here. I'm about to start the second half of my day. Hey, guys, I'm about to start eating my third meal. 
Hey guys, so that was pretty enjoyable to me. So you said you really sold you it too. You sound so excited. Yeah. No, I it's honestly funny. thought that the punchline was going to be so he's shirtless so that was or something. Right? Yes. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It was more amusing to see him do his Insta stories than to see all the freaking trailers. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, are you guys excited with the trailer? If and I'm sure because it's online, but if you want to go to uh, there's a clip from the Graham Norton show mm. where Tom Cruise Tom Cruise goes on there and they play the clip of him breaking his ankle. And they show you the, the, the actual scenes from all the different angles. And when you see that foot just hit the side of the building and just crack back. Oh, I want to see that. Oh, it is great. And you, but mm. what is great about that film is that at the end of that scene, he, he's Tom Cruise. He's mother effing Tom Cruise. He finishes the scene. Good he man. limps out of frame. Uh, look at him. True hero. And that, uh, that, that, that shot is in the film. So That's nice. Yeah. I like that interests me more. Than the trailer. There you go. Well, don't, don't judge on the trailer. Themselves. I yes. judge it based off of the trailer. Well, go see, go watch go watch three and four. What about two? Eh, four. Two. Well, I mean, four is going to tie into stuff that you need to see in five. I guess so. so. I'm not going to skip two. That's weird. Hey, two, no, two is marathon. absolutely. Watch all of them. That's terrible. what. Yeah, when the next one comes out, I'm like, oh, it's time to rewatch them. And two is terrible and, and leads to my theory that John Woo is in love with birds. No, it's true. I, I don't think you're alone that there. I actually no. haven't seen the first two. I started on what? <laughs> uh, the first one's good. <laughs> confession. Mm. I started on three though, and then like I loved it ever uh, since. The third one's John, where it really takes off. Yeah, it really starts to become something. John Rome in the chat agrees with that. Says you can start Mission Impossible three if you've never seen any of them. Three but has great Philip Seymour Hoffman performance. Yes, but you, you saw one. Don't worry about that. The, fir- the first one was it was fine. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. You can see it with three. It, it gets a lot better. J.J. Abrams in one of his more uh, Oh, and Philip Seymour Hoffman yeah. in oh. one of his best mm. villain roles yes. I've ever seen. Two go to see two like after you watched all of them. Don't then go back and watch two if you want to be a completist. But yeah. you don't don't feel the need. It's, okay. it's 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 terrible. Marathon. It's not. And then a good just movie. like climb the side of a wall. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. that's how that movie opens. He's yeah. free climbing in like Arizona. And then he gets a call and he like answers his phone. And, and then like, he throws he throws his glasses <laughs> right there. It's right great. To the screen. It's like da 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 It's best. Apparently we've <laughs> talked too much about it. Right. Move on. Yeah, I know. Okay. Oh sorry, Anthony. <laughs> We're breaking down some important We got sixteen minutes stuff. left. Come on. Let's go. Or we will get there, Anthony. We're professionals. Uh, coming in number four, Incredibles 2, 16.2 million. <laughs> and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom for uh, Universal, $15.5 million. Ooh. Talk about a Fallen Ooh. Kingdom. Ooh. Ooh. Is it the <laughs> most earning franchise with only one good movie? Mm. I yeah, think so. Well, yeah, it's just, it's just, <laughs> ugh, it's just bad. Uh, I mean, of course, uh, Colin Trevenoff is talking about, like, hey, yeah, we're really trying to see if we can get, uh, what's her name? Uh, Laura, Laura Dern oh. in for for the third one, and I'm like, if you're gonna Je- if you're a Jeff Goldblumer, I have no interest in seeing Laura Dern. Mm. Yeah. If you're gonna give her a real part and let her actually do something in consequence, please, I would love to have Laura Dern back for this, but don't give us this yep. little cameo. Just wipe yeah. the cast and just bring back Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum. I would be as full time cast it's a reunion. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. The full, I make that. them the I full like cast. That. Yeah, <laughs> full the full time cast. Have them back riding helicopters, cracking jokes. Okay. Sam Neill can be like PTSD still from all the raptors. <laughs> Just, oh, waking up from dreams. Instead of Jeff Goldblum with the dinosaur head, he's like, Alan! <laughs> and we all just laugh and have a good time. Well, I feel like that's a, the challenge of a franchise like that because anybody in their right mind within that universe would never want to put themselves in that situation again. Yes. Right. And so it makes it tough to be able to like how to come up with ways to put these characters Bring still in there. Yeah. 
So that's why you get Jeff Goldblum in a courtroom, guys. That's why I like Fallen Kingdom. They're like, you got to go back and save the dinosaurs. And they're like, I guess so. Yeah, brother. Uh, So, of course, Helter Transylvania didn't just kick buck domestically, but internationally as well. It uh, landed in 42 markets with a total of $46.4 million. The overseas tally is now 54.8 for a global total of $100.1 million. It's uh, it has set a new record as Sony's biggest animated opening for the same group of forty-two new markets. It was number one in thirty-three of them. Uh, sadly, though, Skyscraper uh, it hit in fifty-seven markets, uh, and it was particularly soft in Latin America. So that's a that's a shame there. Mm-hmm. But that uh, was forty point four million dollars overall, with number one starts in seventeen markets, and the best performances uh, not surprisingly in Asia, since the film does take place in Hong Kong. So. Uh, yeah, so or not Hong Kong, it is in China, it is in Hong Kong, I can't remember, but yeah, I think so. That's how much that movie was dull to me. <laughs> I am uh, dubious at best at the actual location within the universe of this film. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but it's not all doom and gloom for Universal though, because uh, Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom is stumped into its final market, Japan, and with a 12.7 million dollar, 12.7 million dollar debut. It's uh, opening, it's the studio's biggest opening of all time. In Japan, and the best of 2018. Wow. It uh, basically tracks about 35% over the previous Jurassic World mm. film there. Wow. Look at That's that. Huge. Uh, the current total is uh, $771.4 million overseas and $1,134.7 million globally. Nice. Yeah, and uh, we've got Ant-Man and the Wasp at $35.3 million, and it is running 33, 33% above the first movie in the same markets and at today's rates. So... And it still has some other markets to go to. So even though it had a big drop domestically, it still seemed like it's uh, kind of doing well, even performing a little bit better overseas. And to wrap it up here, oh, look at that. We've got The Incredibles 2. It has now become the, uh, the in the UK, it was the second biggest 3D opening for a Disney animation or Pixar film ever, behind only Toy Story 3. Oh. Of course it was. All right. Chat was pointing out that uh, World Cup has been this week, too. So... Mm-hmm. People yeah, have probably friends. been glued to These their TVs. Past couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, but like, no, what we're talking about this past week, why right. people oh, haven't okay. gone, gotcha. so it's getting more intense. I'm like, that's a good point. So, yeah, the the finals were today. Yeah, in France. That's true. Cool. Uh, I wanted Croatia win, but no <laughs> So, of course, we mentioned the box office bet, and uh, this is your opportunity now to, if those of you that are watching live, to hop in the chat and place your vote for the film that we will all bet on for next week. There are three films vying. For your hard-earned vote. Three of them, wow. Yes, and that is Denzel Washington's first sequel ever, The Equalizer 2. Wow, the first really ever? Really? His first sequel ever. Oh, that was a sequel. great stat, Frank. Equalizer, yeah. sequel, equalizer. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, it was Equalizer, but, I mean, if you're going to do it, I feel like any actor that says, like, I'll never do a sequel, there there will come a point in their career where, At yes, some point, They yes. will come back and do a sequel. Yeah. Uh, Mamma Mia 2, speaking of sequels, uh, so Mamma Mia, here we go again. <clears throat> From Universal and then Unfriended Dark Web. There's also it's a, it's a sequel. A, yep, it is a, a trilogy of sequels. Triple sequels. So uh, start placing your bets for this. I will tell you, I am honestly super obsessed with Mamma Mia. Here we go again. You're such a because, liar. No, I because of what Meryl Streep is. Yeah. I, I need Anyone to know. Anyone listening, we're making faces at him. I like need, what? the first it's film a is, plan, guys. Like he's doing this no, 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 so the, that you don't. <laughs> the first film is bonkers. It, it is a movie that okay. I laugh at because it is so horribly directed. Right. But okay. th- like this one, 
the amount of I am so fascinated by how much or how little Meryl Streep is actually in this film. Based on the trailers, you think that she's probably dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And which it doesn't make sense to me because everybody's still happy in the movie. I don't know, like because they've because they're on. celebrating life. <laughs> I don't know. And who, she wouldn't who, want them to be sad. I have yes. no idea. So I don't know about that. But yeah. she's also. But Amy uh, Amy Seyfried has said that. Oh yeah, no, she's involved Amanda. in this movie. Amanda Seyfried has said uh, that she's involved in the uh, in the film. So how much is she? And has shot new scenes. So I don't. I am so curious. It could be new scenes, as in flashbacks. Yes. It could be. I do mm-hmm. like the idea, though, that it's like the young her to see like what she did then, and like the young guys. I'm like, that's fun. Like, no. how did my what? Like, what? We got my a, mom here. We got the story in the first film, and a song that was great. That's all we needed to see. <laughs> I don't need. I don't need. It's like it's like this is like the, that's what scares me about this movie because it's like the Han Solo. I don't need to see Solo for Mamma Mia. I don't need to know and show out in real time. Solo Mia. Yes. The the how we got Han Solo oh, to be Han Solo. Solo Mia. So it's like we now get to see how uh, uh, Meryl Streep's character got the overalls. It's just like Han Solo got his name or his blaster. Great uh, things I'm not, I don't care about, but we're gonna see a movie all about it. Fine. So you you're not excited, but I am so excited to see this movie you're still. So regardless, not I will I will be I will watch it. I oh man, I'm gonna be out of you know, I'm gonna I have to figure out some time to go see it. I saw something on uh, on Twitter this week that you probably like, Frank, and probably you guys would think it's funny too. Um, someone's like, "Here's my idea for a better sequel to Mamma Mia." Uh, the trailer is just 40 seconds long, and it shows Meryl Streep on a cloudy day <laughs> and like a storm's brewing walking to like the shoreline and a giant monster comes out from the ocean and she pulls a shotgun out and she says mamma mia here we go again (laughs) (laughs) I'd be all for that that'd be an interesting movie that'd be amazing but also is the third one gonna be third one uh, my my (laughs) how can I forget (laughs) you how can I forget you (laughs) (laughs) mamma mia my my I like How Paul, I jo- Paul Jones in the chat. I'd rather die than watch Mamma Mia. Oh. Dang. Don't, don't say that. People don't really believe you, though, man. They're like, oh, yeah, Frank's they, lying. Yeah, they don't believe you. Oh, Trust me. Uh, John Harrison, I think Lily James is I like that you're trying, He's pretty Frank. genuine. No, no. I, I, I feel it, yeah. Genuinely upset. I am more obsessed with this movie than I thought I would be in terms of the marketing. It you is, know what? I'm, sucked me I'm in. I'm noticing that you're more obsessed with this movie than I thought you would be. I, yeah, I can't believe but I, but that is. Are you an ABBA watch fan? It. I, I enjoy the ABBA music. That's okay. great. But I, that definitely would help. But it, it just yeah the the uh, and how much it is has Chris Brown going to sing in this style of a movie? Oh. I will definitely give it that. Like just the vibe of it. You're like this movie's a little different. But more, I think it's more. Than I didn't think it was bad when I saw it. I mean, it's fun, but it's very quirky, and it's one of those I think that jives with you or doesn't. So There are some scenes that are like when Meryl Streep's doing her song where she's running out to yeah. the pier that are directed so terribly and edited so poorly that you just have to laugh at it. Okay, and so I want to see more of that. That's what you're going with. So it's, you know, or you have certain feelings about it, but the main one is that you're curious to see how bad it's going to be. Pretty, Pretty much. much. Yeah, it, yeah. It could be terrible. It could be very terrible, but I'm genuinely excited okay. to go see it. All wow. right. This is a fresh take from Frank. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so those are three films to bet on in the uh, in the mm. chat, folks, for which film that we're going to go oh, see. Equalizer's me... doing best, though. Oh, well, folks, don't you want to go see, have me make me go see Mamma Mia? Here we go again. I really want to see it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, folks, before we do that, though, we'll do a quick box office rewind <laughs> of somebody that has been in one of these films. And if you're going to do this, why not go with an icon? How often do you get an icon in an upcoming film? 
why don't we go with Cher? Because for some reason, she's in Mamma Mia, here we go again. That is the other As bonkers we Five other oh. movies that we're going to talk about. You weren't invited. Those are the best parties to go to. That was kind All of right. funny, though. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, coming in at number five for her, Mermaids, back from uh, 1990, $3.5 million. Uh, I've seen none of these movies. I, I was just about to say that I've seen. Okay, cool. None um, of these. I think I saw Stuck on You, but I don't remember her. I've in seen, it. which is uh, well, we'll get when we get up there. Uh, I've seen f- the top two. Oh, nice. Number four, Suspect from uh, TriStar back in '87, four point one. Stuck on You from Fox. Wait, that was the uh, um, Greg Kinnear, yeah. Matt Damon. Okay, yeah. 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 Uh, that was uh, two thousand three, nine point four. That movie is all right. I really, I didn't quite care for it. I don't remember her in it at all, but it's, I, don't. I only saw it the one time when it came out. So, did she play somebody like a Hollywood person? I don't know. I can't remember. Sarah Brock's in, Brockle in the chat says, "I love mermaids." Oh, all right. Uh, number two, the uh, the witches of Eastwick. That one was a fun one. That's a cool movie. From eighty-seven, nine point four. Everybody talks about this movie with Jack yeah. Nicholson and stuff. I've it's never cool. actually seen it. No, I've never seen it. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I always it's, see the ending for some reason. I actually oh. haven't seen the whole movie. So oh. Yeah, I just watched the ending. <laughs> it's, like, it's a cool, but like, like what supernatural eighties yeah. vibe. Like, good cast. They're like invincible women yeah. that like take take over Jack Nicholson's like life in a sense and keep him captive. And he's like just trying to get away, and he's slowly going insane by these women that can't die. So feel good Whoa. for families. Yeah, yeah it's oh, yeah. really it's really totally. a cool concept. All right, it's Anthony, fine. quick it's cool. quick new show idea. Anthony only watches the endings of films and then <laughs> figures out the plot based on that to get him to that ending point. That's that. literally what it was. All right. That's what I want now. I want you only to watch the endings of films and then base what the rest of the plot is based only off on that. Title, and then, uh, third acting. Sarah adds it, <laughs> yes. which is V-Swick, is also really fun. Uh, and Brandon says Mermaids is actually really good. Thank oh, you, chat. Watch yeah, Mermaids now. Uh, coming yeah. in number one, Burlesque from Screen Gems yes. back in 2010, $11.9 million. I love that movie. I think it's you're the so only fun. one. No. Uh, well, on this panel, <laughs> as a dance, like, entertainment, singing, musical movie, awesome. Any other thing, you're like, eh, like, the plot and, like, how they achieve, like, beating the bad guy, if you will, is kind of, really? But that's not the point. You're watching it for the musical numbers, the dance numbers. Those are stunning. When I saw it in theaters, it was around Thanksgiving time, I think, is when it came out. We had, like, moms at the back of the theater standing and dancing to the music. Aww. Like, that's how much you, like, feel pumped up after watching it. It was just really feel good. And the music is great. I have, like, half the soundtrack. Um, that's cool. <laughs> well, so I, I like the upbeat songs. I don't need the slow ones. Kind but, uh, yeah, it's very fun. Like, if you haven't seen it and you just want something chill, feel good, and you like music, it's a really good one. And Christina Aguilera is an amazing singer. But it's one of those if you don't like how she sings, then maybe. But it's not about the acting. It's I can't okay. think of worse Thanksgivings than going to a movie theater and watching a bunch of moms dancing. Oh my god, she's such a hater. Yeah, yes. that sounds unappealing at best. Uh, all right, so folks, mm. we're going to do our next week's top five before we do our box office bet. We're adding Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, Equalizer 2, and Unfriended. Now, Mamma Mia made 27.7 when it opened. Equalizer made 34.1, and Unfriended debuted at 15.8. How do you think those three will fit into our current top five? I think Mamma Mia is actually going to do probably pretty well. I have no idea. Like, it's a cheesy, fun one to go watch. Mm. And Sarah, go watch Burlesque. It's really good. Um, Unfriended, I mean, it's a horror one, but... I think it's more it's, particular audience. It's been a while for, since it's yeah, but also I, it is a sequel, so 
I gotta have a feeling. It's mm-hmm. on 1500 screens. And it's on 1500 screens. All right. Uh, I think I can see oh. Equalizer 2 making it. Because I feel it like. could do well, yeah. Dwayne Johnson disappointed with the action. I doubt Denzel Washington's going to, based on that trailer. Ooh, yeah. So I feel like they're craving an action film that they didn't get from Dwayne Johnson. So I can see this one coming in at number mm. one. Also, but, when you're talking about straight up charisma, Denzel has it oh, in yes. spades over yes. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Different kind, yeah. Uh, but I would say also a lot of it has to do with marketing. I know about Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. So who doesn't? Don't, yeah, right? Exactly. I think it's point, but yeah. what about the other ones? Uh, Ken Jack Come in the really chat nice. suggests Mamma Mia for number one, Equalizer for two, Hotel uh, for three, four Ant-Man, and five Skyscraper. Mm. I think it. I actually like that, except I'm going to move Unfriended up to... Uh, I'll move Unfriended up to four and get, bump out uh, Skyscraper. Mm. All right. Amy? So we, I don't know. Are right. we thinking the new three will be in the top five? Yeah, I think yeah. they'll all be in the top five. I mean, there's, there's low showings this week. It's going to yeah. be even lower for next. Let's go with... Because number one's just going to have to do, what, like 20 million? 22? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I can I can definitely see Equalizer, then uh, Mamma Mia, mm-hmm. then Hotel Transylvania, then Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then Unfriended. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. One more time. Uh, ma- uh, Equalizer, Mamma oh. Mia, mm-hmm. uh, Hotel Transylvania, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Unfriended. I'll take that, but swap and do Mamma Mia 1 and Equalizers 2. All right. Okay, no. I think... <laughs> no. No. You no. Are all wrong. That's not what I think. Uh, Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. Here we go again. Equalizer. Uh-huh. Uh, Hotel Transylvania. Uh... uh Skyscraper, no, Ant Man, Unfriended. You agree with Courtney in the chat? Well, look at Which that. Which kind of funny. I'm like, eh. Yeah, I was like, yeah. that's funny. Right it on. came yes. up like right before he yeah. said it, too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for us to do our box office bet based on the movie you have voted for us in the chat. What? It is Equalizer 2? Is that still the, uh, the lead? That's the last I saw, but I haven't Aww. seen it in quite some time. While we're yeah. getting that final tally, though, quickly. The box office bet is we'll all bet on what the opening box office total will be. The film that you have chosen there in the live chat, the one who's closest, gets to be like Neil and bask in the glory of being the prognosticator of prognosticators. What's up? The loser will have to be like Anthony and go spend that time toiling away in a dark movie theater watching the film that you've chosen. And do the mesh. Sarah does not believe <laughs> Ant-Man will drop mesh. as much as we all think it will. Monster hmm. mesh. It's hard to say. But you know, next weekend, the number's going to be a little different. Thousands upon thousands of people are descending right. upon San Diego for Comic Con. So mm-hmm. that's right. going to change some weekend numbers here in SoCal. Uh, Equalizer 2 is the winner. So we'll be basing our bet on that. That is but from I already wrote my bet. Sony right. Columbia on 3,000 plus screens with good old Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first film made 34.1 in its opening weekend. 34? 34. So based on that, feel free to start entering your vote, your box office total. Well, I said it's number two, so mine might be a little different. All right. I'm all, I'm all in. All right, Anthony, you ready to go, sir? Yeah, I'm not confident in this one. Oh, all right. That's what I like to see. <laughs> yes. I've never seen the, the first, first equalizer, so like. I haven't either. You yeah. could rent it oh, at Redbox, by the way. Yeah, I heard it's good. Yeah, like, you just, I hear like, good things. I just haven't gotten to it. You just like killing people equalizes. left and right. <laughs> yeah, like he's a really good killer in that. Or uh, just ask Ben Bateman, and he will do a live reenactment for you right there, a one man show. Re- the whole okay. movie. Yeah. 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 Ye
Um, I'm gonna have to go, jeez, with twenty-seven million. Ooh, Ooh all right. Yeah. No oh, confidence in your boy Denzel. Stardew no. says twenty-eight. John Harrison says twenty-four point five. Right. Ooh, Zayas goes Denny's high with forty. I think Denzel's gonna come in uh, with thirty-eight. Ooh, that's so different. <laughs> Amy Cassandra uh, Martinez twenty-two. Ooh. Wow. Oh, I put it as two. Ooh. Safe at twenty five then. Ooh. Oh man, I went. Uh, I went. I put him a big boy pants on Crap. for this one. I went 40, a whopping thirty nine. Thirty nine. Wow. Who's at the polar ends then? Me. It's me and well, Amy. Zias Frank, Frank agrees and Amy. with you. Edgar in the Amy. chat. We got thirty four. Frank and Amy. Sarah says twenty one. So Sarah's more in your end there. Oh man! All right. Ooh, it's a boy. tough call. There's there's it's yeah. three movies coming out this week. Low showings uh, this past weekend, but Comic Con and there's there's a lot of factors. But you know they're so all different kind of movies though, so it's mm-hmm. one of those like what you're in the mood for slash what kind of movie right. you like because it's horror movie, musical, comedy, and then action. So yeah. it's not really. Oh, you have kids. Yeah, that's right. Hotel trans. Folks, I don't think there's a better. And Mama Mia yeah. can be kid friendly. Here we go again. Uh, no better way to end that <laughs> than with the words. I'm a more family than yeah. Of Carrie Lane, there are all kinds of movies, and that is true. <laughs> Anything you want to find, you can find there at your local Cineplex. Mm-hmm. But folks, it's that's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. Thanks everybody for hopping yes. in the chat, letting us know your thoughts, your prognostications, your uh, bits of shade thrown about. We always love that every <laughs> single week. Uh, and as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up while you're there. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, however many you can. And if you are watching this after we stream live, Carrie, what can they do? Y'all can comment down below. Any any particular question you'd like them to answer? Uh, Technically, it's the week of sequels. So what movie, and since it's Comic-Con coming up weekend, what superhero movie that does not have a sequel would you want to have a sequel? Dark Man. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, it does have a yeah. sequel. Dang it. Hancock. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, uh, Electra. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, and as always, folks, thanks for joining us. But if you want to get in touch with us anywhere, any of us, even after the show is over, Anthony, where can they find you, sir? Oh, first, I forgot. Hey, everybody, you can find me at Tony B. Tony underscore. It's right there on your screen, right there at the bottom. Beautiful. You can see it. It's on the screen. Tony B. Tony underscore. Don't, don't spell it wrong. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me <laughs> after the show's over, you can find me at places where people are found at the Neil Plumley. That's T H E N E I L P L U M L E Y. Amy. Thank you. You're welcome. Neil. Uh, yes, I am Amy Cassandra Martinez. You guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra M T Z. Oh shoot, I forgot. The nail is sticking out. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Oh, said, Neil. Okay, all right. It's, it's all Whatever. I was busy <laughs> just like about... a quiet place. The nail sticking out. Oh. Ow. <laughs> but um, I will not be here next weekend because I will be at San Diego Comic Con. Yay! <laughs> so uh, feel free to follow me. I will be doing as much social media eating as I can. Social media eating. Nice. And my name's Carrie Lane. You guys can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. I'll also be down at Comic Con, so follow me because I'll probably try to do some live streams and show you guys cool stuff there. There you go. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. I too will be down at Comic Con, <laughs> but unlike these two uh, fantastic ladies, Thanks. I care about you. So Thanks. I will come back next Sunday and do a show with you. Thanks. 
along with Neil Plumley. It'll be just two dudes. Boys night. Yeah. I'll be in the here. same room, wearing a hat. And Anthony, guys, he wants. We're gonna have yeah, beers and opinions. Yeah. And nobody said just two dudes. <laughs> Are you gonna be wearing a hat, Anthony? Because that's a requirement if you Solidarity. want to show. Uh, I'm wearing a hat right now. All right. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. Join us next week, and in the meantime. Go to the movies. Go see some movies. Bye. See ya. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 